Okay, welcome to the To The Perspective Artists podcast. I am your host, as always, Nick Macron, where we expound on the lessons of mindful living for the act and the artist. And I am so excited about my guest today. My guest today hails from Atlanta, Georgia. She's an actor, a writer, a director, an avid photographer. She's a motivator. She's an educator. She's a graduate of Columbia University School of the Arts, where she received her MFA in acting. She's gone on to perform in both regional, national productions, including Julius Caesar, Freedom Train. She played the lead role, which I had the wonderful, wonderful pleasure of seeing a couple years back. And she's recently taken on three roles uh, as Grumio, Tranio, and the Widow in the all-female production of Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew. Very, very cool. As a director and an educator, she's worked with the Hartford Stage Company, Two River Theater, Urban Arts Partnership, and the City University of New York. And she is in the process right now of developing a new work entitled Unexpected Beginnings. And uh, she loves to travel, she loves to inspire people, and she absolutely does that. And uh, far more importantly, she is just the most wonderful person you will ever meet and one of my dearest friends in all the world. Ashley Baker, thank you. <laughs> Ashley Simona Baker, thank you so much. Hi, Nick. Thank you so, so much for doing this. Yes. Hey, love. You're very welcome. Yes. So, wow, what an amazing body of work. I don't know how people keep up with you. So let's go ahead. <laughs> let, let, let's get all James Lipton here. Let's start from the beginning. Um, so I mentioned Atlanta, Georgia. Did, did you grow up there? Did you spend your whole life there? Where, where were you born and, and where did you grow up? So I am originally from Decatur, Georgia. Um, grew up in Atlanta. Spent uh, my entire life there until college and then... Uh, Traveled a little bit, went to, where did I start? North Carolina, then New Orleans, uh, then San Francisco, and ultimately New York. So New York has been home the last 11 years. Yes, yes. And yeah. uh, what was your relationship to the to the arts, the performing arts, as, as a kid? Um, as a performing arts, um, my father was a performer. So, um, so I guess it was something that was familiar on one level um he was a drummer he was a singer he was a showman he was an MC. so some of my earliest memories are just going places with my dad and people would always stop him and say like rough make a showman and i was like what dad what do you do like <laughs> i didn't quite get it but um but yeah my dad performed with um he had his own group when he was younger um the last time i was home my grandmother actually just showed me a, a headshot uh of a the group he was in, it was called the Connolly Specials, and mm-hmm. yeah, he was a really wonderful uh, performer. And my mom is artistic as well, um, a nurse by trade, but just she's a really wonderful uh, painter, and she's wonderful at drawing. And so when I got interested in drama, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't get too much resistance, mm-hmm. which is nice. That's a wonderful thing. And your brother is also an amazing singer too. So <laughs> yes, he is Tony Hightower. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was there lots of talented people? Absolutely. Was there a particular play or a film or an actor uh, growing up that made you think that's that's what I want to do with my life, or was it not? Was it was it a series of events? Do you remember the moment, or was it was it not quite as dramatic as that? I think there are lots of little light bulb moments. There's like moments when you see a play and and you want to do that on stage. There's moments when you're watching a musical and you can't stop singing the songs and you want to be a part of that production, you know? 
Um, but I think in my home growing up, Sidney Poitier mm. was mm. sort of a real big influence. Like we watched all of his films. Um, my uncle, I can't, you know, talk about my family without mentioning my uncle. My uncle was a really big influence in my life and a uh, big patron of the arts, big supporter. And just as a side note, whenever, when I was younger, um, Billy and I, we would go to the movies and afterwards he would say, well, Ashley was that man versus man, man versus himself or man versus nature. And probably from the age of nine years old up, like we started having these conversations. So I think it was always, the arts was always there. Sidney Poitier was, was always there. And, um, the moment I declared myself a, a theater major, I remember I was, attending Georgia State University, and Sidney Poitier was receiving this uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, and he talked about, uh, of course, he's a, I believe, a Yale MFA graduate, but he spoke about excellence and the importance of surrounding yourself with excellence. Mm. If you want to be the best, you need mm. to train with the best, study with the best, and he also talked about trying different careers and none of those things were working. And then it was like, no, I'm an actor. And uh, so at that moment, I said, yes, I am a theater major. This is what I want to do. And now I need to go get good at it. Now I need to apply to the best schools. Now I need to get the training so that I can succeed uh, with my chosen career path. So, oh, yeah. Wow. That's a wonderful story. I love that. Um, it, reminds, it reminds me of something Morgan Freeman said in an interview, which was oh, you know, taking ownership of being an actor. He said, I don't care if I have to drive a cab. I don't care if I have to paint a house. I will act even if I have to live in a cave because I will die if I don't. And so that, that really reminds me a lot of that interview. So that's really terrific. Let me ask you, what type of feelings come up for you when you see a compelling play or a really bold story that's being told? I mean, in other words, why do you think theater and stories matter? Ooh, ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, theaters and stories matter. I guess I'll do the, the latter question because everyone needs a voice, right? Everyone wants their story to be heard and everyone wants to feel like you took a second to hear them and perhaps then you'll get it. Perhaps then you'll empathize. Perhaps then you'll be a little bit less judgmental and more tolerant. Mm. So I think theater What's great about theater is that it's it's quick, right? I mean, movies can take some time to make and then produce and then get out there. But, um, you know, the turnaround, when we think of what's happening in the world, the turnaround with theater is it's quick and it's visceral. And then you get that response. Um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful medium where lots of times, especially in New York City, you can talk directly to the playwright. You can talk directly to the actors. Um, you know, there are workshop productions. You can give voice and give input. So it's really resonant, um, I think, as a medium in a way that maybe film quite isn't. I love that. I love that. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your, your training at Columbia, because you did go to one of the top uh, performing, <laughs> performing arts schools in the country, which is quite an accomplishment. And uh, I want the audience to know, I'm not just saying that because I went there too, but I want to know what lessons have you, what lessons did you take away from the classical training that have served you offstage? Huh. I think, I guess I want to preface this by saying grad school is a, is a wonderful thing. For three years, you get to train. 
um, in your chosen field. You get to wake up every day and do theater. You get to wake up every day and play Medea and then play, you know, a dog and then play <laughs> someone else. And so, right, um, you get to run up walls. You get to learn um, so much about yourself. Your body changes. Your voice changes. Um, and so I think... I think and what did all that do for you? What did all that do? Yeah, I feel like with with my training at Columbia, what I what I took away was a stronger body and mind and work ethic. Um, You know, I'm so language based when I um, when I work on a script and um, just the time to sit and be in a room with people who also sort of value that. was, was really important. I think with Columbia particularly, what I took away was um, get it done, do it yourself. Uh, if something goes wrong, cancel and continue. Mm. Um, and so, because that's life, right? We can't dwell on the past and we can't, um, you know, like if you go up on a line or yeah, an action didn't go the way you wanted it to, like um, I think it was Judy Dench who was like, cancel and continue. Like you can't dwell on that. So I think, um, especially with, with the training I had at Columbia, it was really, you know, get your hands dirty, get in there. If you need something, build it yourself, do it yourself. If you don't have it, how can you work around it? So, um, so yeah. That's a wonderful answer. I so love that. Um, you know, invariably when you tell somebody you're an actor, you're an artist, the first thing they say is that's hard. And, um, you know, sometimes if you've been an actor long enough, you have to bite your tongue a little bit and, and just kind of indulge them and say, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, it's, it's such an obvious thing, but I wonder if you can talk about some of the day-to-day challenges of being an artist, of being an actor, um, that some maybe some people don't quite know or think of, or or, or some of the the misconceptions that uh, you know. I think people have their sort of conventional beliefs of what makes being an actor so hard. But what are some obstacles you face, maybe that people who aren't in the arts might not realize? Maybe how mentally, spiritually tough you have to be. Uh, is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I think. Um... You know, obstacles is a is an interesting word, Nick. Like, I don't like to dwell on obstacles or things that sort of stand in my way. But I will say, like, in terms of challenges, if someone said to me, like, "Oh, that's a hard profession," I would say, "What isn't?" Right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> being a doctor is hard. Being a lawyer is hard. It's difficult. There's lots of training. Um, there's an actor. Um, my mom and I, we were um, we ran into a friend on the street and we were chatting and, um, his father happens to be a doctor and, um, you know, wanted him to pursue a a career in medicine or, or, you know, one of the safer professions. And, um, you know, he went a different way. And then, uh, um, you know, fast forward, he talks about, yeah, but now you've got, um, malpractice insurance, you've got this, you've got that. Like there's so many different things that go with your chosen profession that, you know, they all have their challenges and, and their uphill battles. Um, so, so yeah, if it's something you're interested in and you're curious, I think that's, that's, that's the place to start. And when it doesn't feel good, stop (laughs) and, uh, right. Take a break, try something else. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're interested, if you're curious, I th- I think it's worth exploring. I wanna I wanna actually expand on that. I love what you just said about stopping when something's not working or you're not feeling it. I think a lot of actors feel that they can't, that they're gonna lose ground, they're gonna lose momentum. What do you say to the actor that's kind of hit a wall and probably should take a step back, but fears that it will stifle any progress he or she has made? I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. 
I mean, to each his own. If you feel like momentum is with you and it's something that you, you know, if you feel, I think you should only do it if you're, if you're ready and able and willing to do it. Um, there's a, there's a practitioner I listen to, Abraham Hicks, and she talks about when to take action and when to just sit back and, you know, like <laughs> work on something else. So if you're feeling in the zone, if things are clicking, if it's exciting, if you want to go to auditions and you want to be out there, then yes, keep moving with it. Um, and when it doesn't feel good, it's time to, to just do something else. Take your mind off of it. Do, you know, go to a movie, go for a walk, like do have a well-rounded life. And I know you've, you've talked about that a lot. Um, so that, so that it's not everything. Yes, yes. I want to ask you, what is the most rewarding part? Because you're also, uh, for those listening, actually is an amazing teacher. I mean, she has all the, all the skill sets. I mean, she's so compassionate. She's so kind. She's patient. She's thoughtful. And, and, and she knows. She's, and that is a craft as well that is, is well worth honing. So what's the most rewarding part of being an educator? And what have you learned? Let's see. I think the most rewarding part is... When I, I work with or have worked with, with students of all ages, um, from adults and one-on-one -on -one coaching to adult classes to, to younger, much younger ones, like maybe third grade and up. Um, so I think what's probably most rewarding, um, and I think the thing I'm really good at, is helping people make it their own. Helping people, it's almost as if I step out of the way and I kind of give you permission to to act, to perform, to create, to investigate, um, you know, to whatever blocks or hindrances, whatever fear you brought to the table. I think I'm really good at helping people um, get past that or put it to the side and long enough to explore and go on a journey. Yes, yes. And why do you think that's important? Why is that important? Well, because the point of theater, the point of acting is we're, we're telling a story, right? This is, <laughs> you don't want to hear what I have to say. Like you want to hear the journey of this character. So if you can step into someone else's shoes, um, again, you're more empathetic, but that, that's the job. That's, that's the fun. That's the, that's the power of creativity that helps you connect with other people. So, um, so yeah, I think, I, that's one of the things I enjoy seeing in classes. Mm, I love that. What do you like to do off stage? Now, I, I know you obviously so well, but um, for, for the audience <laughs> members, uh, I know that you have so many interests outside of acting and that you, you'll go off and you'll try something. How important do you think it is for the artist to live a life and not just a career? Oh, so, so important. Um, you want to, you want to refuel and you want to recharge. Um, I think the first, you know, it's been a, in New York, the, the summer here has been, um, strange to say the least. We haven't had that many warm days, but the first day it was warm enough. I just headed to the beach, um, and, and took the day, went by myself, like just <laughs> got on the train and headed out to, um, headed out to Jersey and, and, it was exactly what I needed. It was the end of the school year, and I needed to slough all of that off and embrace the new season. And self-care is so important. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your vessel, um, not just for yourself, but also to give to others. Um, mm -hmm. You know you know this. When you're weighed down, when you're not 
taken care of. Even if you're hungry, you know, you can't, you can't perform right. If you haven't slept well, you're not, you're, you're moving slower. Your brain's not working as fast. So you have to, you know, there's a basic biological needs, but then there's also spiritual, physical needs as well. So, um, big believer in that. And I think, um, as I get older, that's something that I am, um, getting really good at prioritizing. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah. You mean, uh, you mean when you were a student, a drama student or a younger actor, you didn't prioritize yourself over the work? Um, I think when you're younger, you're hungry to, to perform. And if you're like me, you, you know, you want to get the A plus and you want to, you know, (laughs) maybe that was my, that's been my journey. Um, you know, to go from showing, look what I can do to just like, well, here, here I am. Mm. take it or leave it um but but yeah i think yeah i i think that's that's part of a child's mentality is to you know to work hard for that validation and and to um yeah to want those things yeah the external rewards right very much so yeah it reminds me of something that uh, our, our classmate healing Foss used to say he used to say Healy. you're gonna get what you're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which is true. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know how living an abundant life offstage like you've done so beautifully, um, how, that's, how that has influenced your work on stage. Have you found yourself more free on stage? Has it informed your work? Um, you know, I can tell you a quick story. A year please, ago, please. haha, because you know it's my birthday. Right. <laughs> but a Happy year ago to today... <laughs> Thank you. That actually wasn't why I was doing it, but now it actually all ties together. A year ago today, it was my birthday, and I had an audition. Um, it was like a last-minute audition, and I told my manager, hey, I need to push this up. Can they see me any earlier? And he was like, oh, yeah, just going, um, you know, going ahead of your time. It's fine. And so... I went into the room and it was um, for a great cause. Um, it was a PSA. It was something I was really excited about. But I also kind of went in with this. Um, I think I told them it was my birthday, and they were like, "Hey, happy birthday!" And then I also was like, "So I'm about to catch the twelve o'clock train. So you know, I've got this other thing to do." And I mean, it was polite, but it was also very like, you know, here I am, but I have other things. It's my B day. I'm excited to be here, but you know, I got other things to. on the table and and then left it right did my audition had fun in the room but then went off and celebrated my birthday at the beach and forgot about it really completely until I got a call that I booked it and I think that's kind of what letting go is all about it's it's showing up and being prepared and being present but then having a full life having other places to go celebrating your birthday um you know, I don't know. Uh, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I talk about that all the time, and I've written about it uh, for Backstage Magazine, the importance of letting it go. Um, you know, as a, as a young actor, you know, if, if the audition didn't go, as they call it, bedroom perfect, exactly, you rehearsed it at home, it ruined my week. But uh, I learned that you can, you can want something without needing it. So do your best work and then go about living your life. And that's actually a very, very attractive quality to a casting director. So have an abundant life and forget about it. So that's a, that's a terrific story. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. What, what would you say to the young actor who, who listens to all the wonderful things that you've done 
and just has absolutely no idea where to start. Is from a community or maybe a family that doesn't really embrace the performing arts, or or, or <laughs> which which is very feasible. Uh, what, what do you say to that person that wants to get started but doesn't know how? Um, I think I think there's a lot of things you can do. I think. If you, one, I would say become an avid reader. So if you're interested in theater, then then who are the playwrights that you like? You know, what attracts you to them? What kind of stories do you like? Maybe start writing your own stories. Um, that might lead you to investigate schools that have uh, the programs that appeal to you. Like a, a Columbia MFA is very different from, say, another program. So you want to learn and investigate. But I also think it's important to, to find your tribe, find mm-hmm. like-minded individuals. So, you know, there might be someone else in your community who also has a passion uh, for the same thing you do. So you can start that band, start, you know, start a play group, start getting together and reading plays or scripts. Um, but I think, I think finding your tribe is, is really important. Um, and maybe one of the biggest lessons I can, I can offer. Mm, I love that. How did you find your tribe? Uh, trial and error, I think. Um, I think. I think when you live in New York, well, New York is amazing, um, and the acting community is is not that big, even though you, you probably think it is, but it's not. And then the black acting community is is even smaller, and so you you start to to know people just really from going to shows, from from meeting other people from going to parties it, um, you you develop a family um, and a community and um, you know when I was uh, there was a time I, I took a small break from the city um, to teach uh, to teach outside uh, to teach at a regional theater and I kept coming back to New York and just feeling this overwhelming sense of love and family and community um, and I think that happens over time. You know, you find your group, um, and that just happens to be, you know, my group here. And it also develops. I'm, I'm, I'm meeting new women. Um, one of the things I've been enjoying doing lately is, is um, empowering women with, uh, with goal setting and vision boards. And so that's a brand new community that's, that's been forming that I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah, that is wonderful. I'm very excited about that, too. Um... The last question I want to ask you is, what is your definition of success? And, uh, and maybe you can talk about how it's evolved for you over time. Sure, success. Um, I think success is happiness. Mm. Um, mm. Because if you're, <laughs> if you're doing something that, that makes you happy, that brings you joy, um, then that's, that's it, you know? Um, it's it would be very easy to to compare yourself to others, so don't, right? Um, your path is your path. Your journey is your journey. Um, you know, and the things that, that turn me on, that make me happy, that excite me, might not be the same for you. So I think it's it's really about finding what's, what's in alignment with you. And, you know, for me, I love nature. I love getting outside. So, you know, like just knowing what those things are, like that's a successful day. That's a beautiful day to me. That's a happy day. Going to the beach by myself is an amazing, (laughs) successful, happy, fulfilling time. Um, other people can come as well, but, um, yeah. 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 And how long did it take you to figure that out? (laughs) Like a lifetime, I think. Um, I think, you know, I would say 
in the last, in the last, I mean, it's really ever evolving, Nick, right? Cause we're, we're different every day, but, yeah. but I would say, I think we listen to a lot of the uh, same teachers and I, I would, I definitely think in the last few years, um, I've been able to sort of learn more about myself, learn more about how to get into alignment and how to shake off the things that aren't necessary. I think some, or that aren't feeding you. I think sometimes we hold on to toxic people, toxic relationships, things that aren't feeding us, um, even career paths that aren't feeling as (laughs) good. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting really good at trusting my gut and just starting to notice when, um, when I don't want to do something, (laughs) then I don't have to do it. I love that. I was talking to, I was hanging out with a friend of mine last night who is a, was a New York based uh, actor for a long time. And we were saying, you know, everything you just said now, Ashley is there, there seems to be something about being an artist or being an actor that lends itself to that sensibility of that desire to go deeper and figure those things out that, that you're saying. Um, I, I would say more so than other fields that, that at least come to mind. So I think that's great that you're on that journey. And actually something that you said, comparing yourself to others, reminds me of this Kurt Cobain quote that I just heard, uh, which was, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are, which, which I think is so true. And um, um, you totally embody that, that singularity of someone who just goes off and lives life on their own terms. And one of the many, many things I, I love about you. So, But um, can you tell people where they can find you online or what you're up to or what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Um, you can find me and all my antics, photography and teaching, directing, um, whatever I'm working on uh, at AshleySimonaBaker.com. Yes. Um, lots of photos on Instagram. Uh, my handle is AshleyTheBaker. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I've been up to lately, um, there's, well, if you're in NYC, uh, you'll see some local ads, I think with me and them and, and, um, yeah, you might catch me in a, and, uh, some national commercials, uh, this fall. So, wow. so we'll see, we'll see what's wow. up. Um, but yeah, but those have been some, some recent projects. Yes. Yes, they have. You were terrific in those. Well, actually I cannot thank you enough. I know uh, that I got a great deal out of this, and I hope I'm, I'm quite confident that the people listening did too. Uh, as always, I am Nick Macron. You can check me out at uh, nickmacron.com, M A C C A R O N E. You had the long, funny Italian last name. Um, for tons of free content on my site, on uh, everything from auditioning to uh, living more mindfully off stage. But thank you as always for, for listening. I'm thank so grateful to you, Nick. And thank you for having me. And uh, until next time, much love to you all. Oh, you. You know exactly what to do To make everybody swoon Make the world want you